in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm First, I need to start with the show. I have no idea if you've seen anything. Sure. Um, right. Right. I, it is a show near and dear to my heart. It originated in 2009 on FX. It is called Archer. Have we talked the about animated, Archer? I, I think I, I don't think I thought we've we talked, talked about, about it Burgers. on air. Yes. But I, I think you, you and I have, we, we've at least commented, I don't remember in what fashion or what media we were doing it into, but we have spoken about it before. April 25th. 2019 season nine of archer will begin on fx seasons one through eight are currently on hulu and so i've just been re-enjoying them again it is a highly quotable highly quotable and like it it likes to reinvent itself to a certain degree Mm -hmm. season by season danger zone so Here's the deal with Archer. Archer is, in essence, an oaf, but he's a very handsome super spy where everything always works out for him. Think um, Get Smart. Yes. Like a a much more mature... Imagine if James Bond acted like uh, Get Smart. With Maxwell Smart? Yeah, him. So James Bond, all this and that, all all chicken to boner. <laughs> there you go. And, but he he's acting like Maxwell Smart. Um, which which by the way, I I could do oh, an additional yeah. pot. The the original Get Smart, like, and I, I'm Missed not ta- it by that much. Not talking about the Steve Carell mm. like film. I'm not talking about the very short lived Fox reboot nope, of it original. that starred Andy Dick. The original, yes. Not, uh, look it up, 1990s. No, I can't, no. You, you, you don't want horrible. to. It only lasted, I want to say, six episodes. Ooh. But it does feature the original Maxwell. Like, it's got... I, I, we're spending too much time talking I, about something that sounds terrible. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, well, the, the original, that's what... Okay. I, I, I'm just saying, like, as a child, like... And, and again, I didn't realize, like, Bewitched, Get Smart. I didn't realize... Real? Well, I didn't realize that they weren't first run. Like, I didn't understand oh, yeah. what Nick at Night was. Like it, I didn't even question the fact that some of them were in black and white. Like I'd watch Green Acres, mm-hmm. I'd watch Bewitched, I'd see all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, this is great. It's not until years later I realize I'm like, oh, this show is 30 years old. <laughs> that, like, I, I, I want to say it was I saw in an interview with like Elizabeth Montgomery, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wow, she <laughs> has. Why did she age so suddenly? And then they're just like, well, because that show premiered in the 60s, Adam, and it's. It's the late 80s. And I'm like, oh, mm. oh time passes. She had great eyebrows. That's anyway, so Archer, he works for a black ops operation that his mother runs. Archer's codename is Duchess, named after her favorite dog. Archer was basically raised by a, 
an, an older man who is like his valet butler type. His his um that Batman guy. What's his Alfred? name? His Alfred. Sure. Yeah. There we go. That Batman guy. <laughs> However, the the thing with Archer is this is a very mature show. It much in the same way that at least when it it premiered, The Simpsons was for an older audience, which is so hard to believe now. That well, I mean, when when Elvis used to mm-hmm. dance and he would pelvically thrust, like it was thought obscene. They wouldn't they wouldn't video him below the waist. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, and if you look at any of that footage now, you're just like, okay, where's the scandalous part? Yeah, I mean, you 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 have to look at the prism of like time that it's it's looked on as well. But like Archer, even though it is animated, is not for kids. Archer is a very tightly written comedy, but in the world of TV before streaming, it would air on Cinemax late Friday nights. Like it it just you need to keep that in mind. If you're hearing it just being like, "Oh, it's a cartoon." No. The, the boys love I, cartoons. I hear Bob's Burgers voice. Yes, it is the same voice actor, and they have played that too much hilarity. However, not for kids. That being said, it is so funny. And one of the reasons I think it's funny is much like Family Guy, not as funny now, but much like Family Guy, not afraid to go there. I mean, there is uh, Krieger, oddly German-sounding name, and uh, he is their their M, so to speak. He's their science guy. And if you're paying attention to all of his asides, which it's really easy to lose his asides. Wouldn't it be Q? Yes, it would M- be Q. M was Judy Dench. Yeah, right. Well, amongst, amongst other right. people. Yes, it was a letter. Anyway. And not, not Q in Star Trek either. There, no, there's lots of letters. Okay. So anyway, he he's clearly the son of Nazi scientists from Argentina. And... It's just so many uh, politically incorrect remarks. I think that's the that's the most gentle way. Yes, to put it. And it's um, it's so very funny. It's on... it's very quippy. Yes, like, it's just the uh, again, like I, I think there's a certain stigma with animation that it, it some some people don't realize. How how tightly written, how funny, or how clever some of these, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I, I think you're also allowed to get away with a lot more in animation than you are in live action. Like South Park's initial season did the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Like they pushed the boundaries that if you would have tried this like adjacently in a live action show, like I guarantee you would not even have gotten past the script stage. Mm-hmm. They would just be like, you no. You absolutely cannot do this. So in Archer, you're not seeing animated full frontal nudity or anything like that. Um, you're seeing adult situations, and it's it's just one level of comedy piled on top of another. In the first season, the one of the repetitive things is, and this is how we get ants. Just a funny thing. Do you to want this? Saying. This is how we get ants. <laughs> uh, there's there's so many quotable things about Archer and so many that I, I would love to quote and, and just can't. But it's it's great. Now, the film noir season wasn't my favorite. I think that was season seven. I mean, there's also but, one that's essentially set like in the Scarface era. Yes. Like, I mean, it just this this film is, or not film. This the show is not afraid to reinvent itself 
right. or go for broke like in like like you said like what what other show can you name for the past 20 years that has a film noir season mm-hmm. has an 80s action mm-hmm. like season has also is a spoof to a certain degree of James Bond like and all of the Burt Reynolds stuff is so funny because Archer loves Burt Reynolds and he loves the Wait, why shouldn't why is that I, but strange? It's, it's, Who doesn't? But all he does is talk about Burt Reynolds films and Gator and uh, his, his tactile turtleneck. And it's just, oh, it makes me so happy, truly. They did a whole Smokey and the Bandit thing where their HR rep, Pam, who was a plus-sized woman, um, did so much cocaine, she lost weight, but then decided, you know, she... The cocaine eventually wasn't going to work out for her. But you see, they just made the whole cocaine doing thing a joke. Normally, it doesn't sound funny. No. But you see, it had to do with ISIS needing money and they had to steal. It's a thing, okay? It's a very complicated thing. This, the, the jokes that they make are, like I said, they're not afraid to make a joke about somebody using cocaine mm-hmm. to lose weight and i'm not suggesting that anybody should try that no but understand like it, it, it's done in a in an animated setting yes. and like most of these characters are doing something far-fetched i would mm-hmm. say in by by comparison to some episodes that that's one of the tamer things yes that they i'm do. trying to think of things i can actually tell you about and i'm really not coming up with anything except it is very clever very well acted and uh Highly entertaining, not suitable for no, children. No, I. Yeah. In as much as mine have wandered in in the middle of stuff, and it's like ah, 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 because who knows what they're going to say next? I mean, I mean, much in this like Quentin Tarantino is an exceptional writer director. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't mean that you should watch it for all. Of, like this is not a Christmas morning kind of kind of show like don't watch this with the fam at six o'clock before everybody goes to bed probably a poor idea so um the latest i believe is called what what does this say it says it's going to premiere in 2018 danger island season nine what did i misread something (sighs) maybe i misread something all I know is they keep showing stuff saying that Archer is about to pop back up. Yeah. Oh, in the ninth season, they went, hold on, hold on, hold on. Danger Island was the last one. All right. And that was much like, uh, I don't want to say a Tarzan movie. It was more like the time in which Indiana Jones was set, though it wasn't really an Indiana Jones type of film. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh the so, entire series is available now on DVD, and now I'm just I'm just lost. Are they not making any more? If if it is an FX series, would that not mean oh. that Disney currently owns it? Yes, yes, it does. I see why I thought it was coming out. Uh, the DVD is coming out, not season nine. No. The DVD on season nine. Is coming out. Anyway, uh, that is, Archer is something worth owning. That's all I'm saying. I find it incredibly funny, and I want everyone to love it. I think it'll be interesting if that goes to Disney+. Plus. The wow. Simpsons are going to Disney+. Plus. They are? Yes. They they announced it 
I fr- recently within this last week, but it was just so, interesting. With considering who owns what, I feel like the big four are now moving into streaming, and the big four are now going to be Disney, CBS All Access, Netflix, Hulu, oh, Amazon Five. Just like we only we only have four stations to watch now, in a way, we only have four or five services to watch. And I mean, like, keep Again, in mind, first world problems. The, the funny, funny thing about the networks, like F- Fox, like not in its entirety. Um, a lot of those properties are now owned by Disney, and Disney does own ABC. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think it's interesting. And the, the other thing about that, like Netflix used to be kind of your go-to place for it all. Mm-hmm. Like they had a little bit of everything. I think Disney saw like that cake. And they're mm-hmm. just like, that's a, that is a huge, delicious looking cake. Now I want cake. Wait Thanks, a minute. What, what all do we own? And I, I think they started looking back through like their film archives the shows that they own through ABC. And I really, once they knew that they were getting 20th Century Fox, and you look at Fox Broadcasting, mm-hmm. the 20th Century Fox films, even like Fox Searchlight, like I think they realized how much content they were going to have. And they're like, why are we, why are we letting Netflix be the middleman here? Why aren't we doing this? Mm-hmm. And I... I feel a little sorry for CBS All Access and that. I mean, and I, they're not hurting. Like, no. I mean, they've got, you know, Twilight Zone. They've got Star Trek. Like, and CBS has a great deal of content. Mm-hmm. But not whenever you start butting it oh, up against, like, Disney. Netflix and Disney Plus are, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see this matchup. I mean, Disney is going to air all of their films, I would assume, They'll all live there unless you purchase it like through Amazon or through Voodoo. You can buy it, I guess. Can you buy it somewhere else? I don't know. Probably. Anyway. Maybe. Uh, but when you think of what they own, I mean, they're going to have the entire everything Star Warsian they've got. So that's a few people like that stuff. Well, and 20th Century Fox had at least, I want to say, a 20 to 40% stake in Hulu, mm-hmm. which would probably mean that Disney now has, I think, that would put them at like a 60% mm-hmm. share in Hulu. So like they own they, they own two of the big stations, Fox and ABC, and they own two of the streaming. Well, Disney Plus has not come out yet, but I'm going to go ahead and say like, especially with the price point that they announced it at, which is $5.99, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly, that's... Is that half of what yeah. Netflix is going for now? Is that going now? to be so? Five ninety nine is CBS Act, All Access, but that's with commercials, which are very annoying. And is this CBS, a commercial thing? And CBS All Access does not have the the wealth of library, which is also annoying. CBS All Access, you're doing it wrong. The Paramount split from. Explain it to me. I'm just. Paramount is no longer, like, doesn't have an ownership stake in CBS. At one point they did, and that's the reason why the the Star Trek films and everything kind of jointly went together. Mm-hmm. But whenever they they split, 
like CBS All Access would definitely have benefited from having like Paramount's library. Of course. Um, they wouldn't have had any Indiana Jones because that was part of the Lucasfilm deal. But I'm saying like Paramount's made a couple movies here and there. Oh, yeah. And at this point in the game, you want all of the content that you can get your hands on, which is, I, I think, more or less what Netflix was doing. They were just like, we're going to make original content. We're going to get your favorite sitcoms. We're mm-hmm. going to get this. Like, there's something for everybody there. And as Netflix has clearly shown, and I know you and I do the same thing, there are shows that we will just rewatch. I mean, I've seen over, all of Archer. over. And when I get ready in the morning, when no one else is in the house, I put on Archer. I think it's really interesting that Universal and NBC have not put their, like, either put, like, something into the ring for this or partnered up with one of them. Because Universal has got an incredible film library. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the, the the Jurassic Park films, um, Jaws. Uh, Back to the Future, like they they have a lot of content. And NBC, um, I, I don't know how much of a stake they owned in like Friends or Seinfeld or any of those. But I mean, the, these are properties that people would and still do watch. Yeah. And if you've got like Universal owns NBC in the same way that Disney owns Fox and ABC, CBS All Access does not have paramount any longer but i'm saying like you almost have to get those conglomerates together if you're going like you're not going to be able to fight it on your own you've got to have allies Mm -hmm. in in this fight if you will and again this is all first world stuff but if you don't want to get crushed and right now it looks like cbs all access is going to be the one that gets smacked out of the ring the first Mm. so back to archer sure just because i I read it wrong. Um, Archer season 10 is coming out or is probably out now. It's out in April and it's called Archer 1999. Now, for those who may wonder, you had Archer crime and all this stuff. You know, there's always going to be a backstory as to what they're actually doing and connections and this and that. But... When it got to, I think, season six or seven, Archer was gravely hurt. So all of the seasons that have followed has been a result of Archer being in a coma. So Archer 1999 leads me to assume he is still in a coma. And so all of this is taking place in his imagination. I, I, which be, because of, because of when, when I was born. 1999 still seems like it's so futuristic I know. to me. And I, I, I'm, are they doing it as a period piece or are they jokingly? I don't even know if they have said yet. Uh... I mean, for, for a long time, 1999 and 2000 were just, I mean, the, you including that in your title, like you had the Blues Brothers film that came out in 1998 called Blues Brothers 2000 because it was now. It was the future. It's terrible. But it, it was still. Okay. I don't remember this part. Allegedly, since the end of season seven, he's in a cryogenic pod on board a spaceship. Uh, I don't remember that at all. I just remember him being in a coma. 
Anyway, uh, and of course, everyone's going to be there. What can I say? Uh, I'm confused. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be in the future or anything. I just know Archer is hilarious, and I just wanted to tell you that. That's really what you should take away from this part of the podcast. Like Archer's hilarious. Ar- Archer is funny. Like, and I, I, I don't know any other show that jumps around with its its background as much. Like Archer, nineteen ninety nine. Like you had basically like Archer doing a, a Miami Vice like one seat. Like it's what's just, his name from Mister Robot? Not the guy that won. What's his name? Rami Malek is the no, only no, name. No, that no, is, no, no. Uh, it's um, eighties, an eighties star. It's um, the Goldbergs. Oh, what's his name? Nah, it's coming to me. I can see him. He grins a lot. If you could give me more information <laughs> than you're giving me, like a lot of stuff happened in the eighties. Like just telling me eighties is not sufficient information to zero me in. Uh. I can see him. I know his name. It's Don, really bothering. Christian Slater. Sure. The, <laughs> how was I supposed to get Christian Slater? <laughs> Usually Christian. you're good at this. I said, Mr. Robot, in the 80s, you should have been there. I, I, should, I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired I'm today, folks. I just I need, need to get some shut-eye. I mean, who else could it have been? You've seen Mr. Robot. Who from the 80s is in there? Us and Christian Slater. There. I said it. Anyway, he is in a season or two of Archer as well, and uh, it's funny. That's all. Archer's funny. Watch it. <laughs> and if you don't find it funny, we don't have a lot to talk about. Or, or uh, at, at the That's very right. least, less to talk about right. than had previously been believed. You're listening to Binge or Cringe from high atop the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens. And... I did complete all of, all of Santa Clarita Diet. I have still not get to finish season three. And in a way, it is forming a team Ghostbuster-esque in that. I'm going to warn you about invoking... The word Ghostbuster. I'm just saying they all wear the same jumpsuit. We we need to understand the regard. They all that, wear the same jumpsuit. I, it's all. I, I'm I'm just saying there, like it's Ghostbuster esque. I'm just you're you're invoking jumpsuits. that so, name. Just jumpsuits. So uh, highly entertaining that and. I was actually in my ramble here. It seems to me something big should be coming out on Amazon Prime now. And all I know is the the Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm not hearing of anything else. I honestly we we need to hear less about it like they they need to like mythologize this like you've got a property that is worth quite a bit there mm-hmm. and as i think you and i even discussed when we had brought in game of thrones if there is going to be anything that is going to take the mantle that is passed whenever this show ends lord of the rings is the obvious successor to it hmm. amazon does not need to mess this up 
And from the sound of it, they're spending a good deal of money on this show. The movies that are trending, all of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> well, Rise Rise of Skywalker, which which by the way, nine nine films into the the Skywalker saga, shouldn't this be the fall of Skywalker? Like does And here's it- the thing. Does that mean Rey's a Skywalker? Or is it Kylo Ren? I, Are there two Skywalkers? Well, he's a solo. Well, technically, I guess he's a Skywalker. He's a Skywalker. So, is it a good rise? Are you a good rise or a bad rise? I, from from a storytelling standpoint, I genuinely hope that Ray is not a Skywalker. Like because I I it, there's not a whole that whole lot that I loved about Last Jedi, but whenever Kylo reveals to her that her her parents were nobody. Like I really, I really kind of enjoyed that. Like everybody does not need to be related to one of the characters in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like at, at some point, and I don't want to admit this, like Han Solo, Luke Skywalker and Leia are not going to be part of the star Wars franchise, at least not in the incarnation or the way that we think about them. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to, have success outside of those characters. And I mean, none of these Star Wars films up to this point that are not directly linked to the original films have have had that amount of success. You're going to have to build a another franchise base, if you will. Mark, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford are not going to live forever, sadly. And and to much detriment but I, I, they're done with the franchise at this point, uh, and making everybody one of their kids or you know their cousin or I, I don't think it's a good idea. And I'm I really out of the stuff that came out of Last Jedi, mm-hmm. I would hope that they they let that part stick. I hope so as well. Um, they are in the midst of working on Jack Ryan season two. It will only be eight episodes, like season one. If you haven't watched that on Amazon Prime yet, you should. It's worth a watch. First, though, watch the YouTube compilation of every time Jim looks at the camera and then watch Jack Ryan. I do think it's interesting that Jack Ryan is married to Mary Poppins. Like, that's that's a sentence I never thought I would get to say. Mm-hmm. And it have any any kind of bearing or anything. Wow. Um, I have not yet watched the Amazon Prime show Hannah. The trailers were weird. It was you see infants and then one of them's gone and it's something something about babies and raising them and stuff. But in a sci-fi weird way. That's really all I got out of it. It's a it's a good sell right there. <laughs> There's a baby and it was a weird sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that one. And the tick delightful and uh, being done on Amazon Prime. It is very amusing. It does I, not have David Warburton. I know that I get wrapped in the mouth for this all the time, but like Fox's very short-lived tick, the live-action tick, wow. Like yeah. I, I really hate that that's not the incarnation that gained traction. Like if you haven't – it premiered when I was in college, like in all, I don't know, five of the episodes mm-hmm. that, that Fox like put out there. It, it, it's really kind of incredible. And I, I hate that in much the same way that 
Firefly did not find an audience. Neither did The Tick. Really, I I just should not have watched things in the early 2000s. That's why I never watched Dollhouse. Because everything that I enjoyed Mm -hmm. would just get canceled. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if it's speaking to my more eclectic tastes or everybody's wrong or what but every time i would i would find something i'd just be like guys you need to watch this mm-hmm. before they could watch it they'd just be like and there is no more and i'd be like but but i but i liked it and you're just you're are you going to green light another one of those ncis's like how, how many are there now how Do we many? really need all those police procedurals there's a whole lot of cities and apparently there's an ncis for every city in America. Is there an NCIS or CSI Nashville yet? There, I assume. I I don't know that conclusively. Um, I know there was a show called Nashville, but I don't think it had CSI before it. No, it, it did not. I also did not watch that. But there you have it. So uh, I, I am wondering what will entertain us over the summer because Jack Ryan won't be out. House of Cards won't be out. It is but a memory. I I think there's going to be enough films out there. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a pretty rich film season. I am considering doing what you have done. I'm considering getting the um, thing, the movie thing. The A-list? Yeah, because I possibly will have more movie time and there'll be more movies to see. The the summer is kind of the pro- I mean you you get to those points in like you know January maybe early February where there's not a wealth mm-hmm. of films but like last summer when I started with the A list I mean you had you had Solo Skyscraper Avengers Infinity War I mean it just every week there was there was something that could consume your mm-hmm. attention for at the bare minimum of two hours. Easily. So there, there is that. How do you feel, because we're talking about streaming stuff, how do you feel about uh, theaters making it more of a dining experience other than just munchies? I, I think in order to pull people away from, like, okay, my, my setup at my house, like I have a 4K 70-inch television, I have surround sound, like we've got high-speed internet on it. Um, I, I can watch oh, it. Oh, you set up their speakers? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So they're awesome? It's 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 beyond, like... I am pretty great. I, and I, I, I hate that my kids don't appreciate it more because, like, they didn't... They didn't watch things from, like, a wood panel, like... Oh. They, they don't understand what I have... Like, they get to play, you know, their PS4 games. They don't understand... How I have gifted them. In they their really lives. don't. Like this is just they think this is what everyone has. Oh, no, 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 no. Like I just I want to build a time machine so I can take them back in time and just be like, these are the four video games I had. Here, listen to do, that speaker. Do you or, it's barely a speaker, like by the definition that I now mm-hmm. say speakers. Why why do I want to leave the comfort of my home, like where I, I've got my couch? Um, I, I can I can watch anything I've got in my and fingertips. And you can pause it if you have to take a break. You, I think theaters have to entice me to leave that now because I I love watching movies. The only reason 
or the the only thing that they can give me conclusively is like, okay, uh, we're, we were talking about Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I cannot watch that in two weeks at my house. And my anticipation for that is so great that I will leave my house mm-hmm. to see that. If you don't want to just wait for those events, your, your Star Wars, your Avengers, your, your Batman, if you want to entice me outside of those films to for the ones that I just I, I have to watch mm-hmm. immediately, you've got to do something else. Like there are some uh, 4D theaters in I, I want to say it's like uh, New York, uh, L.A. has got some. I believe there's some in Florida. But basically, like what they do is when um, you're watching a chase scene in a film, whenever they start burning rubber, you'll you'll start smelling burning rubber like in that or if you're watching a film but do i want to I, I'm, I'm not saying it's appropriate for every film like if i don't want to go back and watch labyrinth and when they go through the bog of eternal stench smell the eternal stench mm-hmm. but i think it's an interest like it, it doesn't necessarily work for any film or like when you're i just want to say rodents of unusual size continue when we're in an arctic setting maybe you get like cold air blown in your face i'm saying like there, there, there have to be different things, different ways, because just having a film is no longer like rare. Like back in the day when televisions were not readily available in every household in America, that's the only way you could watch a movie. It wasn't going mm-hmm. to come to VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, digital. If you wanted to see that film, you had to see it in theater. It wasn't going to be at you know your blockbuster or you know your hollywood video in 6 months that's the only way you saw it and you had to wait for the re-release of that film if you wanted to see it again like i am spoiled in that i grew up in the vhs mm-hmm. era so i i i got to relive those films over and over whereas in somebody that lived in the 50s or 60s you didn't necessarily get to do that like you couldn't watch you know, E.T. or Indiana Jones or something like that in a, in a couple of years or months in the comfort of your own home. Maybe it wasn't quite the same experience as it was at the theater, but I knew eventually I was going to be able to do that. Theaters don't, they don't have that distinction now where this is the only place you can get it. You can get it in three months, four months, mm-hmm. six months. So I, I think you you've got to do something and like i've been tempted to get you know like a pizza or bagels with cheese or like a a soft pretzel um i i don't i don't necessarily have to have that but i see that theaters do need to do something in order to create a distinction now just going like you can do this here you can do this here Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that's what solves like the the blending of like movie going experience into the household but you you've got to throw some ideas out there otherwise why am i why am i paying that amount of money just to go see a movie that if i'll wait four months i can watch at my house Mm -hmm. i can what let my entire family watch it for much cheaper we can cook in the comfort of our own home sit on our couches and watch it there as many times as we we want to so I, 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 I don't think necessarily that the it, it's not gourmet quality like mm-hmm. pizza. Like it's not, it's not what you're doing for a fine it's dining like convenience experience. Store food, kind of yeah. But I wish 
you know, sometimes movie theater popcorn is exceptional, and other times it's just not. I you want say, it to be exceptional each time I get it. You you want a kind of a quality control. I want quality. Yes, I do. Seriously, because there's something magical about movie theater popcorn that I have, and it's it's synonymous with the, the yes the the movie going experience. It's like Doritos do not have the same no. like feeling like. When I say there's a difference between popcorn, kettle corn popcorn, buttered popcorn, mm-hmm. and movie theater popcorn, like yeah. it's enough that it it, it is it, it's married to that very much so. to a to a certain degree. So I I just wish I just wish because sometimes I'll even when they're real busy I'll look and see which one has just made the popcorn. And then I invariably get the one where half of it's like little pieces. And I know it's a free refill, but it's, anyway. It's like a, it's almost like a wine tasting. It's like, oh, what, what about it? Yes. What, what, uh, what year is yes. that one over there? Is that, I hmm. mean, I really need to develop a, a relationship with someone who's working behind that so they can like skim the top off of this one, maybe Let the top off of that one. Just be like, where, That's where's, all. where's the good stuff? <laughs> That's all I want. Which, 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 you know? which one's the... And they'll be like, well, that, that one over there was popped uh, three minutes ago, and that butter over there has been heating. It has been simmering at a very robust rate. I see. That's, that's what you're going to want. And some of them get how to properly butter it. And some of them feel that the popcorn uh, likes to swim. It does not. It likes t- a, a delicate dampness on the top layer. I don't you, need... You don't want cereal, is what you're saying. No, I don't All want right. cereal. No. Right. Anyway. So, uh, interesting. I, I, I enjoy consuming media with the family together, and we do that a lot at dinner because it's the only time we are usually all able to be there. Together simultaneously. And we're not at the table. And part of me feels bad about that. But we talk through, well, the girls and I would talk through anything we want. So it's not like we're not talking to each other. It's just sometimes that's how we get to experience it. And, it it's your communal experience. And yeah. food and watching entertainment. I wish I never started eating when I sat down. It's just so, it's like, I should be eating something. I would enjoy this more if I was eating something. Before I came up here today, we were watching uh, Skyscraper on on the TV. And, like, it, it's hard for me. I, I don't know if the movie theater trained me to do that or if, like, I'm, I'm just a snacker or what. But, like, I like eating while I'm watching movies. I do, too. And it's certain kinds of food. Like, it's not, I don't want cereal to go with it. Usually no. it's something... That I don't have to look down at to make sure yes. that I'm doing correctly. I, I want to be able to experience my film, but I also want a handful of something that I can eat. Yes. And grapes just doesn't work with it. No, it's not like eating no. an apple during a movie. No. It's not the same. Like, I, I, I don't know particularly what, like, the, the ingredients that bring it all together. But the, it's it's different than, like, eating a plate of spaghetti. And I don't necessarily feel this way with a TV show unless it is something like Jack Ryan or the latest Sabrina or something which is I'm a little more invested and I will watch several in a row much like a movie. If we're just watching the latest Goldbergs, I don't feel the need. I would I would argue that it might have something to do with the cinematic quality 
of wow. like Jack Jack Ryan. Are we just discovering things about ourselves? I I think they're they're things we probably knew, but like we, we do have a podcast that we can explore things like hmm. this on. But I mean, like Jack Ryan feels like a movie yeah. to a certain degree, thanks in no small part to the fact that it used to be a film franchise. Um, the Goldbergs is very much a a sitcom. At no point do I ever confuse it mm-hmm. for. A movie, but there are television shows that very much blend, like uh, Star Trek Discovery. It's probably a better quality than most of the Star Trek films that were released in the eighties. Like it's one of those shows that, like the sound quality, any of that, it it really does make you forget that you're just watching a TV show. And we have been trained from very early ages that when watching a film. We should eat popcorn. I know. Or, or or something of that nature, whereas in television shows did not necessarily train us to do that. I have to Google this one thing, and uh, then we'll just have to um, finish up because... Uh, what, what's, let's what see. Are we, what are we Googling? Like, it, I'm... Are, are we just, is it the anticipation no, that you're wanting to? I, I want to know why is, I mean, popcorn is the perfect go-to when you're watching a movie. And. I think it's not, it's not crunchy. So it doesn't, it doesn't create like an auditory like defect whenever you're doing it. You don't have to look at popcorn to ah, eat it. Like In short, talkies and the Great Depression. Before. The Dawn of the Talkies. Um, that really sounds like a book. I <laughs> talkies in the Great Depression. How to eat snacky smalls, popcorn, and uh, butter. Uh, popcorn was sold to, popcorn was cheap, and it was sold by street vendors. And you you would take it into the theater to see the silence because you just wouldn't. It, it was more of, um, more like going to... The, more like going to the opera in that it's more it was more of an event. And then the Great Depression hit when hardly anyone had any money. And talkies had just started. So you got 1927, 1929. So the street vendors said, hey, here's something super cheap that we can sell that these people who are now the not-so-wealthy people are all coming to the theaters to afford. forget their miserable, miserable lives. So popcorn moved in. Theater, like, and when I say theater, I mean like live performance. Generally, you're not encouraged to eat or... But why did everyone always have tomatoes? Why? I think that might just be a narrative convention. I I don't know if there's a historical precedence for everyone throwing rotten vegetables... At, at at the stage, watching anything where there's a live performance that goes, they start awry, doing boo, no, and they're like, oh, "Where's the tomato vendor?" I feel like everyone just they packed vegetables with them. It's like just in case we have to throw I, it. I don't, I don't. Like I said, I I I don't know that that was not the case, but I would argue it's probably not as prevalent as we have been led to believe through film and television. Well, you say. That's a documentary I'd <laughs> Boo. Boo. I'm not a witch. I am not a witch. You should watch that too. Anyway, uh, we're done with this for now. We've learned a lot about ourselves. We've learned this is how you get ants and this is why we can't have nice things. And uh, Archer's well, funny. Well, we're still questioning. 
Were, were, was there a lot of rotten vegetables? We'll Google in, that another time. In the 30s and 40s, let's say. Probably. Refrigeration really wasn't up to par. Maybe that's why they're always rotten. That's right. Huh. I just feel like... You know, well, these aren't going to sell themselves. We should use them so they can throw them at actors I on the stage. I feel like so many doors have been opened in my mind today. It's like, oh, that makes sense. It must be true. Adam and I thought it. <laughs> Let's not corroborate. Let's just go with it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's going to hold any water right there. We, Jane and I thought it. It must be true. We will now tell our children this. They will believe us. It will spread. Anyway, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Craig. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.